Build in, lock in, strap in. It's the Fantasy Domination Podcast! All right, fantasy football freaks, welcome to episode eight of the Fantasy Domination Podcast. Mm. We are closing in on the end of another god-awful preseason. We are coming up on the start of hopefully not a god-awful regular season. And we are here at the podcast to bring you the tips you need to dominate your pool. So first, let me introduce myself because I'm really forgetful at this. I am the coach, and I am here with my lifelong friend, my football buddy in arms, Rusty from Parts Unknown. And I want to tell you a little something about Rusty. You know what this guy's going to be doing this year? He's going to be playing just as much football as Andrew Luck for half or less of the money. Isn't Ooh, that right, Coach Rusty? Good evening there, Coach. And yes, uh, 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 yes, that is a very sad and very true statement at the same time, unfortunately. How are you tonight, Coach? I am good. I hope you didn't I have am... a lot of them Andrew Luck shares in across all your dynasty leagues. Uh, which, by the way, folks, another reason why drafting early is stupid. Just gonna point that out there. We've had. I mean, a... look at look at it, how many people it's hurt. You know, oh. thousands of fantasy owners. OJ Simpson has the man not suffered enough. He. I don't know if you saw that. He tweeted out that. But why couldn't have Andrew Luck had had announced that an hour earlier? Uh, yeah. re- really, OJ? Really? Yeah. Don't you have other bigger problems to worry about? Anyway. Still searching for the real killers. Yeah, you gotta anyway. find that real killer, OJ. Come on. Don't worry about Andrew so, yeah. Luck. Let I want to say this, though. I respect Andrew Luck doing that, and this is where you have to be careful as a fantasy owner that you know where to draw the line. The hmm. guy has been just suffering nonstop injury after nonstop injury after nonstop injury. And as you put it, they're uh, they're rusty this week. He'd lost his smile, so it's time for him to move on. Very much did, and to all those knuckleheads in uh, watching the preseason game who booed Andrew Luck on the field, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Just yeah, I hope he never in that situation. And after all he's done uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, thing it's it was a shocking retirement to be sure, but it's was one of those things that we have to adjust to and. If you had shares in Andrew Luck, well, stupid on you for drafting early. If you drafted him before then, and if he was on your dynasty team, well, you have nothing but our deepest sympathies. Uh, he'll move on to other things, uh, but what we'll, you know, hopefully you're able to find another quarterback to take his place because we got to move on, coach. And if, if I may just add one point to there, Rusty. If you live in the great state of Indiana, you should already just feel a little bit ashamed of yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> no All right. Let's let's jump into this week's episode, and we are talking wide receivers. We've done the quarterbacks. We've done the running backs. Now we're talking about the position that used to be sort of, you know, an afterthought. Now it is possibly the most important position for your fantasy team. Especially the dynasty where running back, you, you get the running backs, their career spans are so much shorter. you got to you know, the wide receivers. You, you get a good one. You've got to go to for a good 10 years. So you don't do something stupid like trade him away for a bag of magic beans. But that's just a commentary on certain people that are in leagues that we're in. But that's for another time. Uh, but the wide receiver is a very important position now because you are set for life. 
pretty much if you have uh, one of the uh, one of the top guys uh, that, and they stay healthy. That is right. And the challenge, of course, though, these elite running back or wide receivers, they don't start off that way. So sometimes you got to be patient and wait until year two, year three, sometime even once more. Not all these guys are going to be an OBJ and just blow up on your roster as a rookie. Absolutely. So let's jump right in here. We're going to we're going to start from the top with the best of the best. And remember, our focus is dynasty leagues because that's how real fantasy football players play. That is right. Absolutely. So I think it goes without saying we have a top tier and our top of the top tier of the top tier is two guys who are elite wide receivers who also are young enough that they're going to be on your team. I mean, if you picked them up this season, you're probably looking at six to eight years with these guys, which is a lifetime in fantasy. So, Rusty, who we got at the top of the list? The very tip top, the elite of the elite. These are the guys that, if you're going to do something crazy like that, I'll be zero stuff. These are the guys that you like. This is the only way you can really justify that, I think. Or it's very harder to. It's a lot much easier to swallow that if you have a gentleman like a DeAndre Hopkins, uh, aka Nook, or Mr. Devonte Adams out of Green Bay. Those are kind of your two top guys, young guys, ready. You know, have consistent performance. If they're healthy, you know what you're going to get out of them, and that is elite level performance. Are you going to give us the names, or are you going to keep describing them? Did I not say DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams already? I don't think you did. I did, but I'll say them again, because it's worth repeating. DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. That is a tippy-top of the top tier. Uh, Those are the guys with the most settled situations, at least as far as we can tell, unless someone does something crazy like retire out of nowhere. But let's assume that we're only getting one of those this year, Coach. Uh, Those are the tippy-top guys of the top tier. All right, I love it. We're five minutes into the podcast, and I'm already having mental blackouts. Yes, I am. I like. So I mean, obviously, me. those guys are the elite. Hopkins has a better track record. Adams is still on the rise, and he's got you know, um, Aaron Rodgers considered by most to be the best or right up there as the top quarterback in the NFL. I don't see him slacking off anytime soon. So you get one of those guys, you are set, and again, you're set for at least probably six to eight years. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have more gentlemen in the elite tier because the thing is, these guys, uh, they're a little more tenuous in those positions because they have some uncertain situations coming up. Uh, A couple of gentlemen I'm thinking there, like Michael Thomas, for example, excellent wide receiver. But the problem is, what happens when Drew Bees eventually leaves or retires? That that is a big question. Michael Thomas, as long as you get him the ball, he's going to make the catches. He's going to make the 50-50 catches. And he's going to get his way into the end zone. you know. And the, one of the things that sets him apart is he might be the best volume guy out there mm-hmm. in terms of the number of balls that are coming his way and how many he's going to pull down. But as you said, if Breeze walks after this season, Taysom Hill, is he going to be throwing up you know, 100, 200 balls that way? I don't see it happening. They may become even more of a running team than they already are. Uh, another gentleman who's in this part of the tier, uh, and I think maybe just because of the unsettled situation, I like him a little bit more than you do, Coach, uh, is one Mike Evans. So uh, I, you know, you've got uh, Bruce Arians now, there now running the offense, which should very much help them. But I'm curious as to why you knock not Mike Evans down a notch. Is it because of his, is his injury history? I would like to hear your take on that. All right. I'm going to give you my take on Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans. In fact, I love Mike Evans as a potential wide receiver superstar. The problem is the the offenses that he's been in and the inconsistent quarterbacking that he's been subjected to means 
he's not getting the catch volume that you want to see. He's had, so far to start his career, he's had five straight 1,000-yard seasons. But his peak, and his peak last year was 1,500. Before that, he was okay. He'd had a couple around 1,000. But, and I keep saying but because there are some big butts, but we got even bigger butts coming up. Mm-hmm. Look at his receptions. 68, 74, 96, 71, 86. Those are really good numbers. But if you're not pushing 100 to 110 plus, you know, then we're, we're starting to worry about calling you elite. So I would love to see if he could get top that 100 catch mark this season, a little more consistency with the touchdowns, then he is absolutely in that elite tier because the man is a beast. Mm-hmm. Here, I and thought it was because that no one would sell him to you in their dynasty leagues. <laughs> I mean, I try. I, I have no shame in trying to pick him up. But, again, that's why I don't put him at the absolute top tier. You know, but I, uh, you know, if I could see that he's going to catch 100 balls this year or pick up that, uh, you know, that targets by uh, by just a, a few more, then I think I'm jumping on him a lot, a lot faster than I would right now. Even last year. 86 catches on 139 targets for an elite tier wide receiver. That is a good conversion number and a terribly low number of attempts his way. That's fair. That's absolutely fair, Coach. Um, The last guy in our elite tier, uh, and I think I know why you have him here. Because he's football old. Because he's football old. His foot uh, is a constant source of concern. And for some reason, someone is dominating this gentleman, uh, Mr. Julio Jones. He has a terrible track record in the end zone. And it's it's befuddling to me how we get there. Yeah. For his size, for his leaping ability, for his ability to get separation, I don't know why he's not a double-digit touchdown guy every season. But history says... That's just not going to happen. That said, if I asked you who's going to have the most receiving yards in the NFL this season, and I gave you Julio Jones or the field, what are you taking? I'm probably taking Julio Jones. Exactly, because he's going to get his. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to get his. He's going to score. He's going to catch. He's just not going to see the end zone nearly enough. Yeah, that is fair. So that's the end of the elite tier. Uh, we move on to our next tier now. And if I didn't think that we'd get chased by the record companies, I would play some Sir Mix-a-Lot here uh, to set up this next tier, Coach, because we like these guys. And this is the tier that we call I Like Big Butts. Uh, gentlemen that we want to call elite, but there's just that one big button there that, that's stopping us from pulling the trigger. As you can tell, we like butts. Uh, we love big butts. When it comes to wide receivers, and there's big butts about whether they're going to be a lead or not. Ah. All right, so let's start at the top of the list. We're going to go Juju Smith-Schuster. Great production last year as the number two guy. Just an epic wide receiver two season last year. Now, though, can he continue that when he's the number one guy? It's really easy to be great when you've got Antonio Brown playing across from you. That's right. But now he's off in Oakland burning his feet with frostbite and fighting about helmet, uh, the helmet he's going to wear, like a knucklehead. So what's exactly. going to happen now without him there? It, now he's going to get all that attention, which is what we're, we've been worried about with him from the start. And we really aren't going to know until the season starts. But because of that, like all the potential is there for him to jump into that elite tier. But will he will he start seeing consistent double teams? And the, will those double teams result in him not reaching that, those, that potential? 
Absolutely. So he might need some help from the James Washingtons and the Dante Moncriefs of the world to see, make sure he's open enough that he can get his again. Yeah, don't rely on Dante Moncrief. I, I tried to rely on him for years, and that asked me how that worked out. It didn't. <laughs> so our next big butt is the aforementioned Antonio Brown. <laughs> Link- the, the guy's got talent. The <laughs> guy gets open. He makes plays. But what's his problem, Rusty? <laughs> Late career CTE is a hell of a drug. <laughs> you matter- this, <laughs> this guy is a knucklehead, but he might be one of those guys who's like, so dumb he's smart because it sounds like this whole ho and i wouldn't be so shocked if this whole helmet thing was just his way of angling to make a buck off of it because apparently he's now going to get a helmet sponsorship deal of course he is of course so you know what if you got to act like a knucklehead to get your way and you end up coming out financially okay like you might at this point you might just let him wear whatever helmet he wants because he's he's so clearly gone with cte or whatever the hell uh or a a million concussions or whatever it is because he just he's lost it he's crazy i mean most good wide receivers are crazy to be fair so you know that's the mark the hallmark of a great receiver but man oof and of course the, the besides the big butt of his feet and his head is the fact that he's in oakland yeah, we're we still have yet to see if John Gruden still has the quote unquote magic. Um, we don't know if Derek Carr. Derek is Derek, it Derek? It, it, it's, Derek? It's Derek. It's Derek Carr. Yes. All right. It doesn't matter which car it is. It could be a Honda for all I care. This car ain't getting AB the ball the same way that Ben Roethlisberger did. Yeah. So. There's a lot of reasons why AB could fall off. Plus, he's on the wrong side of 30 now for a football player. Mm-hmm. You know, this might be his last year in the big butt tier, and then he's going to drop down. But for now, eh, if you want to roll the dice, just know that there is a deep drop off. Exactly. Um, speaking of wide receivers changing teams, uh, another gentleman in this tier is Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, speaking of knuckleheads, there seems to be a consistent theme here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I love Odell Beckham Jr. Like uh, the reason why we don't have him in the elite tier is the obviously he has an injury history. He's missed uh, quite a few games at the worst times in the last few years, and of course he's moved to Cleveland, which is hilarious because he's moved on. But he's he's that like that bitter ex uh, boyfriend who's like, you know what? He's talking. He's still talking trash about the New York Giants trading him uh, to Cleveland. Uh, what do he say? Like they they sent him there for his career to die or something like that. Coach, I can't remember the exact quote. Absolutely. He forced his way out of town and they think he thinks that the Giants, rather than try to trade a premium asset for great parts, just tried to bury him. Yeah. Now the flip side is they did trade him for Jabril Peppers and some spare change, so he might not be completely wrong there. <laughs> it's like it's like the guy who says, you know, you forced me to date your ugly friend after we broke up, but you know what? The joke's on you because I'm gonna turn her into a super freak. Absolutely. So it's for weird, the third week in a row. We're going to, or the third episode in a row, we are going to point out that Cleveland is going to be the most entertaining team this year. Mm-hmm. Win, lose, implode, dumpster fire, Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. These I'm, guys are going to be entertaining to watch. I mean, there are going to be no Tennessee Titans. Ah, sorry. Sorry, I, coach. The name, just the name puts me to sleep as soon as I say it. It's a great, uh, it's, it's better than any sleeping pill you could ever say. You just think about the Tennessee Titans off. All right. Last guy on the list of big butts here. What a miss. And we're going to keep this short because, frankly, I hate him. Tyreek Hill. 
If you like child abusers on your team, grab him. Grab ADP. There you go. How did Sorry. Peterson get a Alleged whole season suspension and Hill gets off scot-free? I don't understand it. Anyway, sorry. Not like I was a bitter ADP owner who had the rug pulled off from under him. But anyway, yeah, Tyreek Hill, very good wide receiver. Got off lucky from the league. Uh, the only thing to worry about there is regression or if his knucklehead behavior will catch up to him at some point. And that's enough. All right. I don't want to talk anymore about that. that, that All right, so jackass. we're going to take a break here, cleanse the palate. And we're coming back with, we've covered the guys who are the surefire wide receiver ones on your team. When we come back, we're going to start talking wide res- low-end wide receiver ones and depth guys. All right, we are back with the Fantasy Domination podcast right here with Rusty and the Coach. I hope you grabbed yourself a snack. I got myself a, a dove headlong to a great big bag of Pork rinds is just deliciousness. Mm, such good eating. Uh, but speaking of food, Coach, we're gonna. That just happens to be the theme of our next tier. This is what we call the meat and potato squad. It's like you know what you're getting with these guys. What you're getting is pretty good, and they are the guys that can be like the meat and potatoes, if you will, of your roster. Who do we got here, Coach? That's right. We're gonna kind of jump into a lightning round format here because there's not as much separating these guys. But let's put Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper up first here. Mm-hmm. They're going to get their catches. They're going to get their yards. They're going to get their touchdowns. Neither of them is going to break into that elite tier. They're also not going to fall very hard as long as they both play 16 games. So <laughs> we love Allen. them here. These are your low-end you know, wide receiver ones where if you get one, all right, I'm happy. And if you got one of these guys as your second wide receiver, all right, you're a little bit happier. You're in pretty good shape. Um, then... Go ahead. Where, oh, did you want to? All no, right, I was going to say gonna then. Go with the next guys here, right? Because I'm I'm a little bit yep. disagreeing with you on this one because I'm a little bit concerned about the quarterback situation. But uh, we got a couple of uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receivers here, and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Is what they did last year sustainable? They tend they kind of dropped off a little bit as the season went along. I'm going on the pretext that Kirk Cousins is going to be better than he was last year. Mm, well. I don't know that for sure. And I'm not sure that I want to bet on it, but I just feel he's got to be better. And these guys, I mean, they're, they are your classic meat and potatoes guys. They're going to be above average, you know, for this tier. And they're going to get their, they're going to get theirs. Yeah. I think Dalvin Cook could steal a little bit more with a more effective ground game. But still, you know, what it comes down to with your top end wide receivers is you want guys that are going to get theirs. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking of, there's a couple, an, uh, another uh, team pair, uh, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks from the, uh, they're the Los Angeles Rams, right? They didn't move again uh, overnight. Nope. When nope. I they're, notice. they're stay. I mean, they might be in witness relocation after the murder that took place at the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, wait. is that an Aaron Hernandez joke? I'm not sure. No, okay. no. I mean, if you're talking about Super Bowl murders, that's Ray Lewis. But oh, right, no, right, that's, right. that's more the fact that Bill Belichick murdered Sean McVay. <laughs> that was a crime committed against the sport of football. That was a crime committed against nature. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also want to add, there's a possibility, if you're trying to divide up all the catches, that I don't think Cooper Cup is a wide receiver one candidate, but it's just it's a three, it's a three-man hydra there. That's the in, problem. Uh, you, which, yeah. Which guy, and every In week, they kind of like, which guy's the guy who's going to get that? I know. I mean, I, I think Cooks has the better ceiling, 
I think Woods has the higher floor. He's the volume guy. Cooks is your home run guy. Yeah, and Cup is the guy who's going to be – he's the third down guy who's going to vulture the touchdown. So, yeah. all right, let's say if you want the receptions, go with Woods. If you want the yards, go with Cooks. And if you want the touchdowns, go with Cup and go with God because who knows how that's going to really work out. But uh, I want to see the I want to see the guy, and I want to meet the guy who just has those three guys as his top wide receivers. Because if you can pull off that, you are going to have an interesting fantasy football season. Yeah, uh, interesting. Maybe not necessarily successful. Uh, another guy who was higher up in this tier, but due to the situation with Andrew Luck, we've knocked him down a little bit. Uh, is Mr. T. Y. Hilton? He obviously takes a big hit. Uh, with Andrew Luck, maybe not as bad as some people think. A lot of people, uh, sky is falling right now with the Indianapolis Colts, but just because Jacob Brissett stunk up the league a couple of years ago. But things are different with this Indianapolis team now, and he, may, these guys may not fall as far as we think, but they're going to fall a little bit. And T.Y. Hilton is a victim of Andrew Luck's retirement. Absolutely. Before, as we said, this is the meat and potatoes category, but right now we're calling T.Y. Hilton taters. Taters. All right, but I, before we leave off of Hilton here, I want to share. I got a crazy idea. All right, Uh-oh. hear me out here. This didn't I, work out very well the last time you had one of these. <laughs> I think that what the uh, the Colts need to do oh, no. is no. they need to throw Don't do it. a draft pick, not a great one, oh, God, to no. the New York Giants for no. Eli Super Bowl oh. champion times two Manning. Because what would be better than having a Manning under center for the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm going to tell you, you may say to yourself, well, why would Eli want to play in his big brother's shadow? Two reasons. One, the Giants clearly want to get rid of him. And two, he'd be going to a much better team in Indianapolis. And three, just say he leads the Indianapolis Colts to next year's Super Bowl championship. He will be forever putting his brother's face in the dog poo. He will be saying, I'm the big brother now. So anyway, that's just my thought that I was having. Eli uh, Manning to the Colts. Daniel Jones starts for the Giants. Everybody's theoretically happier. I am equal parts horrified and intrigued by this possibility. So it's got to happen, right? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. All right. Next up, following next the meat tier. and potatoes guy. I don't want to think is- about this anymore. We need to go on to the next tier before I lose my freaking mind. <laughs> This is a group of wide receivers we affectionately call the, I mean, technically they are their team's top wide receiver. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to run down these names. Sterling Shepard. Dear Lord. Yep. D.D. Westbrook. Mm. Julian Edelman. Well. Alshon Jeffrey. Uh-huh. Allen Robinson. Man, how the mighty have fallen. And Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you got these guys. All right. They're gonna get. They're gonna do well. They're not. None of these guys is gonna do great, but eh, they're gonna do well, and they're better than the next tier of guys, which we affectionately call the fillers, because eh, so, somebody's got to fill in. <laughs> so these are guys: Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Sammy Watkins, John Brown, Marvin Jones, and Robbie Anderson. Well, they got to play. They're gonna get catches. So. You know, this is they, these guys are your wide receiver three category guys, maybe low end wide receiver two. You're not going to be thrilled if you end up with them or if there's if they're offered you in a trade, but well, they're better than nothing. They are wide receivers in the National Football League. 
Absolutely. Some people are high on Watkins and Anderson uh, and John Brown because he's got uh, – oh, boy, the Buffalo Bills are a terrible football team. Uh, But he's in Buffalo with uh, Josh Allen throwing the ball. All Josh Allen can do is throw the ball foul and run the ball. So that might open some stuff up for John Brown. I've never been a Marvin Jones fan. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry's overtaken by OBJ. And Tyler Boyd, well, I mean, as long as AJ Green's not there, that's a terrible offense. Uh, These are National Football Week uh, receivers, enough said. All right. So we are going to take a quick break here. And we come back, we're going to talk the the youngsters, the second-year guys and the rookies, and who we should be watching out for. But first, we're going to take a moment. So I can convince Rusty that Eli Manning to the Colts is a great idea. It's a terrible idea. I'm going to eat some. I'm just going to drown you out with the sound of delicious pork rinds being eaten. We'll be right back. All right, Fantasy Freaks, we are back with the, the last and final segment. We're going to get back into our tears here now. Uh, All right, with Rusty, the, uh, Rusty, what? Rusty, yeah, yeah, just yeah, hear me out here. Uh, okay. Uh, no, co- I've right, been hearing hear you. I'll break, Coach. I get my conference call going. Oh, no. I get a Zoom call. I get the video conference going. I got Dave Gettleman on one. I got Chris Ballard on the other. I say, gentlemen, Why? Eli Manning from the, from the Giants to the Colts for a fourth-round pick. Who says No. All of us. Who says no? Anyway, uh, our next tier. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here. You heard it here first. It's just crazy enough to work. Uh, the next uh, tier, getting away from all that uh, scary nonsense, is the the the. Uh, I'm 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 flustered with this Eli Manning uh, to the Colts idea. Now I can't I can't even think straight. The rise and shines. Uh, the gentlemen who are in their maybe second or third year who are primed for breakouts, hopefully, or they need to break out this uh, this season, as it were, Coach. So we got a few folks on this list. Uh, we got your your, your Carolina boys, uh, DJ Moore, and the suddenly everybody's talking about him camp, Curtis Samuel. Uh, uh, these guys yeah, are only going to uh, be as good as Cam Newton's shoulder this year, which I is... I need his shoulder to be good, too. I it's mean, a little iffy. We, we know CMC is going to get his catches out of the backfield. I don't know if both of these guys can be, you know, those breakthrough players, but uh, that's why it's tough. There's reason to like them both. Mm. Understandable. Uh, another uh, another guy who started to really come up, come uh, into his own towards the end of last season, uh, Mike Williams from the well, – they're the Los Angeles Chargers, right? They didn't move in the middle of the night again. Everybody yeah. seems to move to Los Angeles and now it's faster than I can keep track of them. It's the Los Angeles hey. Chargers, right? They should be moving back if they actually want Ugh. a fan base to play in front of. Yeah, Mike Williams, San Diego. he's the undisputed number two there. He doesn't have Terrell Williams in front of him, and he's going into that classic third-year wide receiver you know, mm-hmm. year. First year, well, he had one good game. <laughs> um, second year, a lot of touchdowns. He's, he's not going to average one touchdown every four receptions like he did last year, but if he can stay consistent, Phil Rivers likes to fling the ball around. You know, I I like his potential to land in that like seventy catch, hundred yard or thousand yard area. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
another guy uh, from Arizona. Let's, and let's assume that Cliff Kingsbury's magic actually works, which based on what we've seen in the preseason so far, uh, jury is still on that. Uh, Christian Cook uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. He's got a bunch of other rookie wide receivers there with him, but he's a guy who could be poised to sort of become the guy in that offense. Uh, another guy, you've got Calvin Ridley uh, in the shadow of Julio Jones, but, you know, wasn't exactly chopped liver himself uh, from what we've seen so far, Coach. The thing to keep in mind with Ridley is he really he had great touchdown numbers last year, but he put those up in a small number of games. And the rest of the season, he was, uh, I mean, we're not going to say invisible, but the consistency of fantasy production wasn't there. Right. Absolutely. Uh, this guy is kind of a maybe uh, just because of uh, his you know injuries and whatnot, but Will Fuller from the Texans. Um, oh, 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 no, I just saw the next name. Um, why don't you say this one so I don't f- uh, put myself to sleep talking about it, Coach? The next guy on the list, Tennessee Titans wide receiver Corey Davis. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cla- again, classic third-year situation. Lots of know. Lots of talent, I but I, I think just that, that, that team is just yeah, and uh, let's move on to the next one before that I That team is mayonnaise on Wonder Bread. At least mayonnaise is delicious. <laughs> All right, next up, Chris Godwin, another one of these preseason hype superstars. Like him, don't necessarily love him. There's going to be a lot of mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. Um, I'm just not sure they got the quarterback to do that. Yeah. Bruce Aarons might be the only thing saving, uh, keeping that value afloat. Absolutely. And then the last guy we're going to put in this list for now, James Washington. Neither of us thinks Dante Moncrief's going to be the guy. James Washington has shown flashes, albeit he's also shown some inconsistency. Yeah. It, I think this this guy is one of those guys where would it shock you if he caught 80 passes or would it shock you more if he caught 20 passes? Uh, uh, which would shock you more if he goes up or he goes down? I honestly don't know if I could answer that, Coach. That's what makes it interesting. But, you know, we look at the track record. They just keep producing wide receivers in Pittsburgh. And James Washington seems like he's got the chance to be the next guy to take the leap. Yeah. they did. So it's, those like, the, it's just plug and play with guys in that offense. It just seems to work. So from a dynasty perspective, those are the guys we're most looking at if you're looking to build for the future. And the reason you want to look at those guys is – there is nobody in this year's rookie class oh. that that are is worth loving. Uh, Marquise yeah. Brown was the top drafted wide receiver from the NFL perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I'm not a big fan of Smurf wide receivers. In 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 exciting offenses, though, Coach. Oh wait, what team is he with again? I believe he's playing for Army, where they're going to run the triple wishbone. Ah, yeah, that that'd be more exciting than where he actually ended up. Yeah. Um, then we've got then we've got the big boys, DK Metcalf and Nikhil Harry. Long term potential is uh, could be interesting, mm-hmm. but also uh, could be nothing. Um, AJ Brown of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, if we're not high on the wide receiver one from the Tennessee Titans, you can damn well be sure we're not high. On the rookie second guy. I mean, I know they're called sleepers, but that's ridiculous. Then you get into the that next tier of the, the Debo Samuels of the world, the, the Paris Campbells, 
<laughs> all these guys who, well, I mean, they're rookies, so they've got some value. But Paris Campbell's I'll, value just went through into the toilet. And um, quick question for you, because I'm not sure I remember. What team does Paris Campbell play, or is he going to play for this year? Uh, that would be the Indianapolis Colts. And and who's their quarterback? Uh, it oh. should be Eli Manning. Oh! Walked right into that one. Uh, uh, uh. Just stop, coach, please. I'm yeah, so there are a bunch of other guys. I mean, there's a I'm long list of rookie wide receivers this year. I'm not sure I want to put any faith in them. If I have a chance, I'd put Harry and I'd put Metcalf on my bench and just hope for, you know, I think the, I think all the guys this year, you're looking third year. You yeah. know, that's where, like, if DK Metcalf can learn to run routes and not just be big and muscular, then he's got a chance. But it's going to take him two or three seasons. And from a fantasy perspective, a dynasty perspective, that's a lot of time to be sitting on your bench. Or you're going to trade your first rounders this year and your dynasty drafts for next year's first rounders. Something I think have about. already done that more times than I care to count. <laughs> Got out of this year's draft because I don't want to be staring down the barrel of, huh, Debo Samuel, you say? No, no, I is, don't. <laughs> D- Debo Samuel is he in the new Star Wars movie? <laughs> Shall we move on to the next tier then, Coach? <laughs> now we're, we're dropping Star Wars references. We've officially jumped the shock. This is all right. We're gonna pour one out here for a couple of fantasy Hall of Famers. <sighs> this is why I play "I Will Remember You" by Sam McLaughlin. If I was worried about the record companies. And if we have the rights. We don't. Anyway, A.J. Green. Now, I don't think A.J. Green ever quite achieved the elite fantasy status, and we can thank Marvin uh, Lewis for that. I was going to say Marvin Jones because he did play for Cincinnati. (laughs) But, um, yeah, A.J. Green just never quite hit that same peak that, you know, that Julio, Julio Jones of his draft class hit. But he was a guy you could slot him in as that consistent wide receiver one and be happy for a number of years. The injuries are taking its toll. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll get an uptick with the offense changing, or he'll find a different role. But uh, I think it's, you know, the end is nigh for A.J. Green as yeah. a fantasy-relevant wide receiver. Uh, yeah, and another guy, uh, similar boat, uh, Mr. Consistency, Larry Fitzgerald, also uh, in that decline now still phase. I'm surprised he didn't retire after last season. It should look like he was going to. Uh, but this is probably going to be the last kick of the can for Mr. Fitzgerald. Um, it was sad I believe he said as much. Yeah, so. well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, this is like the last one. Hopefully he ends better than he ended last. Maybe he would just want to come back this year because he stuck up the joint last year in that terrible offense of the Cardinals. Well, you figure year, his year 32 or age 32 year, 109, 12, 15, and 9. At 33, 107. 1,023 and 6. And then in his year 34, age 34 year, 109 for 1156 and 6 touchdowns. So last year he dropped to 69 catches, 734 yards, and 6 touchdowns for a 35-year-old guy. Mm -hmm. Again, that's almost fantasy or football ancient. Yeah. But what's been smart is those last couple of years, he was playing out of the slot. Before that... He was your classic, huge outside guy, 6'3", could do it all. Then they started throwing him in the slot. And suddenly, instead of the you know, the 5'9", Cole Beasley Smurf wide receiver, 
you've got six foot three inches of Larry Fitzgerald coming across the middle against your nickel cornerback. <laughs> no wonder he's putting up the yards. So if Kingsbury's offense works, I can see him being essentially that you know tight end safety for Kyler Murray. Would I be stunned if he puts up 100 catches this year? No. I don't think I would be. Absolutely not. And, you know, if if you put Larry Fitzgerald – I mean, this is my prediction. If you put Larry Fitzgerald as the last veteran wide receiver on your bench, he is going to win you games this season. Yeah. Uh, 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 if that offense is comes anywhere near as advertised, he could have one last uh, one last career renaissance here. Absolutely. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, uh, but he, yeah, I, I think you could do a lot worse than that scenario that you just laid out, Coach. I'm putting it out there. He is going to win you games, so get him. He'll be a late draft pick. Contending teams only, by the way. Contending teams only. Do not do this if you are a rebuilder, unless you have a very actively trading league and you could get it, uh, sell him off for an asset at the deadline uh, because he is not for rebuilding teams. Yeah, remember, from a dynasty perspective, to quote Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. Exactly. And finally, uh, the the tier that we call <laughs> the no thanks. And there's a controversial pick on here, Coach. Uh, the first name that I see is one Josh Gordon. Now, I think I under, like obviously he has all the talent in the world, but this is also a gentleman who is uh, one Coors Light away from uh, five-year suspension from the league. Oh, yeah. I don't trust Josh Gordon, and that's what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the guy, you know. He, it's not like he's out there beating up his kids or smacking his girlfriend around that we're aware of. Yeah, this is why the NFL's substance abuse policy is so stupid yeah. sometimes. This is a guy who's got a problem with alcohol, and he's got a problem with weed, both of which are perfectly legal substances. Stay off the weed. Uh, sorry. But he's got adi- he's got addiction. This is This is a mental issue. This isn't a physical issue. This isn't even a choice issue at this point. The guy's got addictions. And it's it's torpedoed what was once a wildly exciting career. I know. So from a from a human perspective, I want the guy to succeed. From a fantasy ownership perspective, I'm not going anywhere near Josh Gordon. Let somebody else make the mistake that's Absolutely. gonna when he you know, after game seven, suddenly he's out of the league. It's Again. gonna happen. You hate to see it coming. It's yeah. like, you know, it's just it's a it's a train wreck you can see ten miles away. Yeah, there's some lottery tickets that are worth the risk. I'm not sure about, especially for the the capital you're gonna have to lay out for them right now. Um, now, uh, 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 some folks in the no thanks tier that make a whole lot of sense is uh, anyone wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey. What was Devontae Parker thinking resigning there? By the way, and I'm not. I'm saying this. I'm going to expand this. I mean, no thanks to any football player wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey. If he's wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey, you do not want him anywhere near your team. Kenyon Drake? No. Devontae Parker? No. Even if you screw up and think you're taking Devontae Adams, but you accidentally take Devontae Parker instead? (laughs) Oh, let me me turn that around. I said it the wrong way. If you think you're going to pick Devontae Parker, but you accidentally draft Devontae Adams... Still no, because you thought you were going to get a Miami Dolphin. Who the hell is taking Devontae Parker in the first or second round of their draft? I don't know. (laughs) There's the the same person who protects Jose Cortez. It's happened, people. 
it will happen again. Based on a true story. All right. Um, I think that's all the tears we have left, uh, Coach. Uh, I don't nope. think there's any. I want to throw in one more here. Oh, I, I didn't see this one. One more. Okay. This, this is our 500-star lock of the week guaranteed football championship fodder right here. Hmm. There's a guy who's off the radar. Great track record. Consistent. He's going to go later. His ADP is going to be much lower than his actual value. And the reason is he bought busted for substances. That is our man, Golden Tate. God, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Now, he's playing for the Giants. Yeah, so I was going to say. Temper expectations. He's Giants? not coming back and giving you 12 weeks of of Devontae Adams. He might give you 12 weeks of Devontae Parker. But I'm thinking two things here. One, he's going to come back pissed off because mm-hmm. he got busted and nobody likes getting busted. So he's going to come back with something to prove. And second, by the time he comes back and gets into football shape, you know who's going to be throwing him the ball? Eli Manning, of course. Nope, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. And you know why? Because Eli Manning will be playing for the Indianapolis Colts. Son of a... Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Fantasy Domination Podcast. Look at the wide receiver tiers of the 2019 season. So God, I hate you so much right now, Coach. What have we learned here? Get a great wide receiver. Hold on to that great wide receiver. Take chances on the young guys. And otherwise... Just fill up your roster with guys who are going to get theirs. That's the most important thing for a wide receiver. Don't bank on touchdowns. It's even hard to play yards sometimes. Get guys who will get the ball because you can't get the you can't make plays if you don't have the ball. And apparently dust off those Manning Colts jerseys because, according to some people, you're going to get to get more mileage out of them again. Who says no? <laughs> All right, folks. Where do you find us on the internet, Coach? You can find us on the internet at fdpodcast.com. You can find us on the socials at the fdpod, preferably Twitter, because I still can't figure out how Instagram works. Talk to us on Twitter. If you got a question, we will give you an answer. If you want to know, I don't know how to, who to protect. I've got all of these guys and also Eli Manning. What should I do? We will give you advice. All right, I need a good stiff drink after this one. This has been the, the Fantasy Domination Podcast, uh, a, a, a product of Hapu Media. You got anything else to say, Coach? That doesn't involve either man in playing for the Colts? Then no, I don't. We'll see you next week. Oh, thank you. <laughs>